0: Welcome to Big SEC Guys. I'm your host, Daniel Poppy Southers, and this is my co-host, Tucker the Damn Good Dog Compton. We are the big SEC guys. They're the big SEC guys. They're the big SEC guys. They're the big SEC guys. Tuck. It's happening. Week zero, baby. We're about to have some college football. We've
1: made it, Dan. We've made it. Are you as excited as I am? I mean, I'm so excited I started a podcast with you, so I I don't really know how much more excited I could be. I love that. You, uh, You
0: know, we like the SEC. I like Vanderbilt this week, Tuck. I like the doors. We're AJ Swan guys. Give me Vandy. We, we've already established
1: Europe. that. Yeah, we've got week zero coming up. So, what we got, I mean, Vandy Hawaii is, we, you know, care about that because of the SEC aspect of it. But then we got the USC game. Me as a Georgia fan, I'm interested in watching that game just because, you know, they're, they're, they're a potential playoff pick. I, I'm, I'm curious to see. You know, if they've taken some strides forward on defense, um, you know how they're. uh, they're, I I think their offense is going to look good. I think they're going to wipe the floor with them. But you know, I just want to see: do they look to the playoff caliber? Do do they look like they kind of took that leap? Um, And then I think then we got Notre Dame as well. So you know, some fun games. Nothing super interesting week zero. But what what are your thoughts on them? Yeah, I have a
0: quick thought on your phrasing. So USC is South Carolina. We don't play until week <laughs> one. But um, Southern California, yes, they, they're they playing in week zero. San Jose State, Caleb Williams' back-to-back Heisman campaign starts soon. I think Southern Cal scores a million points and wins by a lot. I don't think San Jose State's very good. So looking forward to that. But I'll tell you, a game I do think could be a little juicy. Notre
1: Dame Navy in Ireland you know I, I i was listening to another podcast where they were talking about the game in Ireland and how that how they just hated it and were yeah. kind of talking how they wanted every game to be in a in, in a, the college stadium which i kind of get that but i i like you know I, the thought of Notre Dame playing in Ireland to me personally i i kind of think it's a cool idea especially with the being a week 0 game you know, kind of extension of the season, uh, and so I just I don't know. I, I I think it's a cool idea. I um, I bet the under on this game for what it's worth, just because I you know I, I don't see any team scoring very many points. And little betting hack, you know, they've changed the rules in college football, so they're no longer stopping the clock. Uh, after first downs until two minutes left in the first half and the second half. And the experts are predicting that that is going to take off, you know, a little bit of time from every game, you know, maybe a possession or two. And so I, I'm liking the unders early on some of these games. Tuck. That's a great hot tip. Some clock
0: changes. That's gonna, that's gonna lead to the unders. I love that. Um, I'm going to cover my bases with that Navy-Notre Dame game. Last, I, I think they played last year, if I remember, and it was like a one-score game. I think it might have been 35-32. So we'll, we'll need to fact-check that. But it was a close <laughs> game. I, I do I remember it remember. being close. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a close one. I think it's a close one again. But uh, as a classic gambler, I'm going to cover my bases and say this one's either going to be close or it's going to be a Notre Dame blowout. One of the two. You were here first. It's
1: going to be a Navy blowout, I'll tell you that. So no 14-point so no wins or 21-point wins? Yeah, that I guess 21 like is probably considered a
0: blowout. Yeah. I will say the, the guys I'm looking forward to seeing, you know me, I follow a lot of recruiting specifically related to the South Carolina Gamecocks, but there's two guys I'm pumped to watch this week. One is Jaden Greathouse on Notre Dame. He was between Notre Dame and South Carolina. Kids from Texas. He was an absolute stud in high school. Wasn't a, a super big-time recruit. He was like a high three-star, low four-star, depending on on where you look. But this guy broke all the Texas records. I think he's a stud. I've seen some stuff on the Notre Dame boards, talked to a couple of our Notre Dame sources, and they think he's going to get a lot of run early, which is exciting. And then my other favorite, Jaden. This guy is from middle of nowhere, South Carolina. Jaden McGowan on Vandy. <laughs> small, small guy. This guy's 5'6, 5'7, you know, 150, 160 pounds. Small dude, super shifty. He's a game breaker. We're, you know, you know us. We're AJ Swan guys. We like Vandy. We like AJ Swan. Give me Vandy and give me Jaden McGowan just breaking this game open. I think this kid's a stud. So. Those are two guys to look out for this weekend.
1: There we go. I'm, I'll I'll look out for him, you know. Truthfully, I didn't know anything about either of those guys. So. Uh what positions are they?
0: Both wide receivers. That's the beauty about South Carolina is in it is in on a lot of recruits and we don't get most of them. So it's fun <laughs> to go see how they do. I'm like, Oh, we almost got that guy. He's incredible. It's a little depressing, but it's also quite
1: fun. So, you know, it happens you to me George as a Georgia York. fan too. You know, I, I'm sitting here wondering how, how Caleb downs does at Alabama this year. Not going to lie. Let, I am I rooting I for his demise? Maybe a little bit. I, I don't want the guy to get hurt. I want him to make it the NFL, but you know, I'd, I don't want them to be that good at Alabama.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think like maybe I'm a little more optimistic about it. I, I see the, like I, I watch these guys, like I, I'm assuming I'll watch Notre Dame Navy and see Jaden great house. And I'll be like, Oh, that guy's awesome. I love that guy. wish he was <laughs> Carolina. So I, I, I take a, I take a positive approach unless they go to like Georgia or Clemson or whatever. Yeah, I was about to say, it's definitely case. a little different when it's Notre Dame and Vandy. Yeah. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. I watched Jaden McGowan at Vandy last year and just think, wow, I love this guy. because <laughs> <That's laughs> he, He's at Vandy. If he was at Georgia, you know, I'd be like, wow, I hate my life. I hate this guy.
1: If they choose Vandy, that just means they're probably pretty smart and they want a good education yeah. and, and, you know, they got a good head on their shoulders. So you can't really get mad at someone for that. I
0: love that shout out Notre Dame shout out Vandy good good educational institutions you heard it here first so we're we're proud of those too. tuck let's talk college football let's talk season-long over-unders you know I'm a big season-long over-under guy I want to look at the east today I want to talk about the sec east schools see what we're thinking I'll give you my take I'd love to hear your take Let's go down the list. Maybe we'll go top down. I, I think that makes sense, right? Like start. Yeah, with let's Georgia do that. We'll start they're with they're Georgia. Gonna probably, probably going to be the best, and we'll and work our way down to the probably going to be the worst. I love that. Let's go to you. So the the Georgia line right now is eleven and a half. So the question is, will they lose in the regular season? Yes or no?
1: Yeah, and you know it's it's kind of hard to say. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those and you're they haven't lost in the regular season in two seasons. Um and so every part of my being is saying, why why is it gonna change this year? I mean, we're gonna be favored by double digit points in every single game except for probably at Tennessee, where I still think UGA is gonna be favored by over a touchdown. Uh and, and that game's at the end of the season, so you know, it, it could be a – I'm not saying Tennessee is going to fall apart or anything like that, but they have more likelihood to fall apart and not care about that game than Georgia does. So I don't see why you would pick them over Georgia. I don't see why you would pick anyone to beat Georgia this season with their schedule the way it is. Um, I mean, we've got Tennessee Martin, Ball State, UAB, Georgia Tech – are at a conference and then from the west oh, a bunch of world beaters there they got a <laughs> yeah. conference schedule love that and then you know if we're just going down the schedule we got south carolina uh week three which i think you know maybe later in the season i don't know usc i i just i don't know what to think of y'all this year it's been a speed bump in the past i agree Auburn is but you know we, we were pulling up the lines when we were looking at things and, and they had us favored by over 20 points um Auburn at Auburn I I don't think they're quite there yet Kentucky we get at home on Miss we get at home Florida is I've got them being bad this year um spoiler for later and so I you know I, I'm going over I I, I think we're going 12 and up.
0: That makes two of us. I'll make, I'll make this quick. You're, you're our Georgia expert. So I'll make this quick for me. Um, it's a pretty simple over for me. I, I, I just don't know who Georgia is going to lose to on this list. Could South Carolina beat Georgia? Maybe. Could. Auburn. Beat Georgia at Auburn, probably not, but maybe. Could Tennessee beat Georgia at Tennessee? That's going to be the closest game in terms of spread, like we like we've talked about. So maybe, but I like I like Georgia over eleven and a half. And let's just say you're a uh, you're a casual better and you think, boy, that eleven and a half really scares me. You could honestly just get a similar line. I bet on Georgia sec east champion so yeah i think that, that's about that feels 500 like a,
1: odds right now uh or no georgia actually georgia sec champion right now is like minus 110
0: yeah that's probably similar odds so you could take georgia sec champion which is a i, I like that bet almost as much as i like a over or if you can half. buy it
1: down a half point that i think is a guaranteed one um, you oh, know, sure. if Georgia slips up, it's only going to happen once. Yeah, so if, if you can are. buy that line down and, and not lose too much value, I think that's the honest bet that I would take. But for podcast purposes, we're going over and under. We're not doing pushes or, or buy downs or anything like that. So I'm going I like over. It.
0: I like it. I'm going over as well. We've got ourselves a consensus. Georgia over 11 and a half. Lock it in. Let's talk Tennessee. Tennessee, nine and a half. That's a pretty juicy number.
1: Tuck, start with you again. Tell me your thoughts. So, Tennessee going through their schedule, we got Virginia, Awesome P, Florida, UTSA out of the gate. I, I think off to a quick 4 0 start. Then they're playing South Carolina by then AM, Alabama, Kentucky three in a row that are all I think iffy as well as that South Carolina one because South Carolina beat them last year. And then UConn's a layup this year, and then we got Missouri and Georgia. And and so I see it being hard for them to get over a nine and a half, truthfully. I I think they lose – what is that, three games? Yeah. I mean – Georgia and Alabama most likely losses yeah. and then saying they're gonna lose another one to either USC, A and M, Kentucky, or Missouri. I I would put money on that any day of the week.
0: I like once again, we're right in line. I like uh I like the under at nine and a half. I think it's I think it's a push at nine. I think if you can get Tennessee at nine, I, I think they do win nine games. Um they're gonna start if I were to wager 5-0, Virginia, Austin, P, Florida, UTSA, South Carolina, Revenge Game. I think they win all five of those. But then a brutal back half, Texas AM, Alabama, Kentucky, Georgia. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think they lose three of those four specific games. So we've got under nine and a half right there for Tennessee. I'm a I'm a hypal guy, but interesting to see how teams continue to adapt to him, right? He's got that special secret magic offense, but the more defensive coordinators in the SEC see that the more they're going to find ways to attack it defensively. And I, I'm interested to see that this year personally.
1: Yeah. And my experience with it is it's great for rebuilding a program like Tennessee. I mean, they've been down in the dumps for, you know, since the nineties really. And I think that Heupel's offense is great for getting them back up into the conversation, kind of a, uh, you know, making them feel good and, and excited, and getting that fan base revved up that's been churning for for something for years. And I love that about it, but I also just don't know, you know, until that defense catches up, until they can start getting defensive recruits on the line and that kind of stuff. I just don't see, you know, them taking that next step. And and at the end of the day, if I'm looking at them this year versus the last year, if uh, their defense is going to have to take a big leap forward for them to be as good this year as they were last year, because they, I mean, they lost a lot on offense. I agree. I, I
0: think about Tennessee defensively and, and, their defensive players have to be tired because their offense scores so quickly. You you don't get as much rest. You don't, you know, you hear a lot about these offensive coordinators thinking about time of possession and possession based football, where you say, Hey, let's, let's eat some clock. Let's let our defense rest. Let's have a nice 17, 18 play drive that takes 15 minutes and then keep the ball in our hands. Uh, And you don't have that at Tennessee. So It'll be interesting to see how their defense adapts. I think offensively they'll be good, but yeah, give me the under at nine and a half. I I think it's a push at nine, but I I like the under there as well. We've got Kentucky next They're at seven. That is a, a really juicy seven for me. So they're going to start out ball state, Eastern Kentucky, Akron. What a joke. Unbelievable! So that's an that's an automatic three and zero right right off the bat. Uh, I'm a Mark Stoops guy, as you know. I think he's a really good football coach. I think Kentucky's going to be pretty solid this year. They go at Vanderbilt. That's a win for me four and zero. They go to Florida. I've got that as sort of a toss up. They go at Georgia, which is going to be a loss. They go to Missouri, which I I think that's a win. They've got their bye week. They go play Tennessee, which they probably lose. They go to Mississippi State, which they probably win. Probably lose to Alabama. Then they go to at South Carolina, where they're going to lose. Um, And then finish the year with Louisville, which is probably a win. So I I think I have them over. I wasn't really doing the math in my head there. But (laughs) yeah, 4-0 start. Probably beat Florida 5-0. Missouri 6, Mississippi State 7, Louisville 8. Yeah, I've got them losing to South Carolina, Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia. So 8-4. and So give me the over on Kentucky. There you go. Just
1: like that. I've got them over too. Uh, You know, I I kind of, from the basic math of it, of doing, you know, one point for wins, half point for toss-ups, and zero points for losses. Mm -hmm. Like You know, I've got Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, Akron, Vandy, all being wins pretty easy. I've actually got Florida, Missouri, Tennessee, Mississippi State, and South Carolina kind of all being that middle-tier SEC. I, I feel like it's just so jumbled up right there this year in the West and the East. Um, and, and anyone could win any game from that group. Uh, so I've got them all as toss-ups and then losses to Georgia and Alabama. And, you know, that I think that gets them over. Um it really boils down to if they can win three out of five of those toss-up games. And I do think Mark Stoops kind of takes a step back or step forward this year. He kind of took a step back last year from his usual consistent play. Um, he's got a good quarterback coming in at everyone's super eye on him. And, and, and I just, I think that they get back to where Kentucky has been for, for years kind of in that, eight-game win area, eight-nine-game win. I Once
0: again, uh, people are going to be listening to this podcast and thinking they're just agreeing with each other. They <laughs> just keep agreeing with each other. But you've nailed it. Um, I look at this Kentucky team. I like Devin Leary. You said something about the jumble, which I think for the, the casual SEC fan listening to this, Tuck makes an excellent point. There's the SEC is interesting this year. You've got sort of like two teams in the east that are clearly at the top and two teams at the west, in the west that are clearly in the top, being Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU. And then when you look at the rest of the teams, in the east you've got four teams that are have win totals between five and a half and seven. And then in the west, the rest of the teams are between six and a half and eight. So you have what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You have nine teams that are from five and a half to eight wins in that win total. So there's a lot of parity in that sort of like, let's call it middle class or lower middle class of the SEC this year. It's there's there's money to be made out there. It's just just you got to get it right. So that's interesting. But I think we're both in agreement on Kentucky. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this next one to start, obviously. Yeah. And that is my, my South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, I have seen them at six and a half. I've also seen them at six uh, for what it's worth. Uh, I've still seen them mm-hmm. in some of the Vegas casinos at six right now. And I, I definitely like the over at six. Give me the over at six and a half too, but that's definitely scarier because I think this very – very easily could be a 6-6 six and six team, depend, depending on how things shake out. As I say that, let me run through my sort of thought of the schedule. I'm so excited for this game, but college game day week one, South Carolina versus North Carolina. <coughs> my, I, I'm so biased, but my heart is really telling me South Carolina finds a way to stop Drake May, and North Carolina can't find a way to stop Spencer Rattler, and we're looking at a win there. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. I think South Carolina pulls it out at the end in Charlotte. Uh, we're going to beat Furman week two, so we're two and zero. We're going to lose to Georgia week three, two and one. We're going to beat Mississippi State week four. They're sort of rebuilding, and not, I'm just not sure how good they are. Uh, we're going to lose at Tennessee week five, so we're three and two going into the bye week. I think we beat Florida at home. I think we beat Missouri away. I think we beat Texas A&M again away. I think we beat Jacksonville State. I think we beat Vanderbilt. I think we beat Kentucky in a close one and I think we beat Clemson in a close one. So, oh boy. Is that 10 and 2? <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I that's, was wondering what that was going to add. That's 10 and 2. And there. that's uh that's 7 in a row after the bye week. So, 3 and 2 start 7 in a row classic Beamer. Just the guy's just a winner. It's that simple. So give me the Gamecocks 10 and 2. So if, if you're a betting man like me, probably, don't bet. probably don't bet the 6.5 over under. But if you can get 6, bet the over. And then if you want to really take a risk, go ahead and buy it up to 9.5 and, and
1: take the over. Let's do it the old-fashioned way. You know, Dan, I hate to agree with you again here, but yeah. I yeah. have – Well, my agree with you. Right? I will never agree with you that they'll get 10 wins. But I've got them at seven and I've got them. And that, it's mostly like that. due to what they did last year with beating Tennessee and Clemson. So, in my betting odds, I got to say that y'all are going to, you know, I can't say you can't beat them. Y'all just did it. And, and I do think Clemson or I do think y'all will be as good, if not better, this year. Most likely, but also, I mean, I've got more iffy games on my board than any other team, I think, on my board, besides maybe A&M down there, because USC in the east and Texas A&M in the west, I just really, they could go any direction this year, I feel like. Um, I mean, every, every USC game,
0: every SEC game for USC could be a toss up yeah, and at I a mean, conference for that matter. It's like, every, I've got North Carolina toss,
1: toss up. up, Mississippi State toss up, Tennessee toss up, Florida toss up, Missouri toss up, AM toss up, Kentucky toss up, Clemson toss up. Um, but if you give you guys a half game for every single one of those, y'all win every other one, uh, plus the games that you should win in Furman, Jacksonville State, and Bandy, then you'll have seven wins. And that puts you over six and a half or six. So, um, that's that's really all you have to do is is win half of those games. And, and I I think, you know, statistically speaking, I I gotta say South Carolina can do it.
0: That's what we call good old fashioned math. Shout out uh, Thomas DeBreda if you're listening. <laughs> those are that's why Tuck was always in the advanced AP math classes, right there, folks. Very good. I'm with you there. I couldn't agree more. And now, time for a quick commercial break. It's bow time, folks. And it's time to beeline to Bojangles for some famous chicken and biscuits. Now with the Bojangles app, you can order ahead, skip the line, and get that tender, juicy chicken right on time. Folks, let me tell you, nothing goes with SEC football and tailgating like Bojangles. Keep in mind, this podcast is not sponsored by Bojangles, but we love it, and it goes great with SEC football. Let's look at Missouri. This one's a bit of an enigma for me. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Start us off, Doc.
1: So it's kind of weird. I, I, I've been high on Missouri I feel like every time I talk about Missouri, I I think they're going to do better than I think, but then I go through their schedule and look at everything and I've got them going under, you know, I, technically speaking, I've got them at the same at six and a half. Um, I, I, I've given them half game for all their toss ups, but, Truthfully, if I'm looking at it, some of those I think they're going to lose. I mean, I've got Tennessee and Kentucky in there as toss ups, which I think they're probably going to lose. I got Arkansas in there as a toss up, which I think they're probably going to lose. And they could easily lose to Florida. They lost to Vandy last year, and they're playing Kansas State out of conference, who's pretty good this year. Um, and so I, you know, I I want I I'm probably just kicking myself after this for saying under when my heart tells me over, but you know, I've been the statistician throughout this thing. So I'm sticking with it and I'm going over or I'm going under. I love that. I love your commitment to the data. (laughs) I'm not only
0: going under for Missouri, I'm going way under. Um, I think I'm not an Eli Drinkwitz guy at all. I think he's a nerd. Um, I don't like <laughs> I don't like anything about him. Uh I don't think Missouri is very good. I don't think he's a very good coach. So there's there's not a lot to like here. Missouri fans, if you're listening, you know.
1: They follow the SEC Richard, guys.
0: Yeah. yeah, they do. They love him. Um, which is interesting. Kind of like South Carolina with Shane Beamer, maybe. I get it. Like
1: I, I do think yeah. Shane Beamer's kind of a nerd too, but I love the guy, so but from the outside looking in, looking at Shane Beamer, I, 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 I don't understand how people like him. He, he he's, he's just an unlikable guy. I feel like everything he does oh, is totally. a little cringy. We're All the videos him. he comes out with, every t- I just feel like he's just like trying just a little too hard. Yeah, no, now I've got to
0: defend Beamer. Social media is a, <laughs> uh, a, a part of this thing moving forward, Tuck. So if if you know, I'm sorry we're not like Georgia where we have no in-state competition and we have all the best recruits and we get all the five stars. You no, know, Shane Beamer has to work. He has to sing for his supper. He's got to work for his five stars. <laughs> He's got to work for his four stars.
1: And being that's social just, media is a big part of that. Just being a good old genuine guy doesn't work anymore. You gotta you gotta no. spruce it up a little bit and and just get way outside your comfort zone and yeah, it's a very apparent on camera when he does it. Yeah,
0: you got to do the soldier boy turn my slack on and then people are like, "Why is this guy doing this?" But
1: then it goes viral, and that's that's what you got to do if you're. But if you're Shane is Damon it viral so. for a, in a good way? I mean, I guess no press is a bad press. Is that is that the saying? Yeah, all publicity is good publicity. Yeah, go.
0: yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I, 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 hashtag I'm with Shane. I'm with them on this one. All right. All right. Well, we, we went on a little tangent there. To get We did Missouri. go on a little tangent there. Sorry to the listeners. But I had, had to defend my guy, Beamer. I also um, want
1: to apologize to the listeners who have had us going the exact same for five straight uh, SEC East teams. So I'm hoping that we can be all <laughs> yeah. on Florida and Vandy here. And I have a feeling boy. we're the same on Vandy's. <laughs> yeah. So uh, give me I'm your definitely. take on Florida.
0: I'm definitely over on Vandy, so I'm sure you probably are too. Well, let me give you my Missouri take real quick. I, I'm okay. under on Missouri as well. So the listeners, you're getting some good consensus, and that will—I I think that may change a little bit with the West, but I—I um, I don't like the way things shape up for Missouri. So I've got them two and O to start. South Dakota and Middle Tennessee State. I've got them losing to Kansas State week three. I think they beat Memphis, so they're three and one. And this is where things get ugly. I think they lose to Vanderbilt at Vandy. Back-to-back
1: years losing to Vandy?
0: Yeah, I think Vandy's actually good, anecdotally. Um, They lose to LSU. They lose to Kentucky. They lose to South Carolina. So... They drop four straight there going into the open date and then they come back from the open date after dropping those four straight and have to play Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas. Um, I've got them losing three of those four. I'm not going to pick which three, but, uh, they're definitely going to lose to Georgia, Tennessee, well, it might matter to on one your of Florida, or Arkansas. It may. So like I've got Missouri at, at just, just like that at four wins. Um, maybe five wins if if the dice roll right so that's that feels like a pretty cut and dry symbol under to me
1: all right missouri fans put this on your wall remember this yeah one, the south carolina game eli you like kind of breezed over that one like it was a gimme yeah oh boy yeah they 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 beat us pretty soundly <laughs> last year too <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is funny
0: yeah. uh, eli drinkwitz if you're listening go ahead and put that that's some locker room material and there you go. All right, next I've got Florida. Um, I I have a feeling you're gonna go under on Florida at five and a half, two, and man, I I'm just right there with you. Like at at Utah, Utah's <laughs> got Cameron Rising, who's a stud. So I I think Utah wins well, that
1: game. Well, there there's rumblings that he might be out. So you know that that could toss that game up a little bit. That's interesting. Yeah,
0: I've got them losing to Utah. They'll beat McNeese State. They'll lose to Tennessee. They'll beat Charlotte. So they start two and two. They'll probably lose to Kentucky. So they're two and three. Let's say they beat Vanderbilt three and three. I think they lose to South Carolina. South Carolina. So they're three and four. They're gonna lose to Georgia three and five. Lose to Arkansas three and six. Lose to LSU three and seven. I think I had Missouri beating them just a second ago, so we'll say they beat Missouri. So now they're 4-7, and and then they lose to Florida State, 4-8. and So I've got Florida.
1: What are your thoughts? I'm in the same boat, and I am higher on Missouri. Um, I I think they lose to Missouri, too. Uh, I honestly think Florida might lose three games or win three games this year, and I – Wow. You know, and and they are going to be hooting and hollering, and they are going to be, especially after, you know, the Florida documentary came out and gave everyone the roo rah of how good Florida is and how good they should be and all this stuff. And now all these Florida fans are remembering what the national championship days were like. And then they're going to look at how bad they are. And I think they're going to be calling for a new head coach.
0: Billy Napier here on the hot seat. Yeah, talk about SEC coaches. I just don't like
1: Billy Yeah, Napier.
0: South Carolina almost hired this guy, and I was like, I just don't like this guy. I can't really explain it. Because honestly, he was probably the best candidate in our hiring pool. And I was like, I
1: really don't like this guy. I don't I don't know why. I just know I don't like him. It's really I funny. actually do like him. And I think that if Florida gave him some time. I think he could figure it out. I think his, I, I just don't know, you know, it, I don't know if coaches want to coach for him, you know, and, and so, and, and I don't know if he's that, he's a really good recruiter. I just don't know if he's that good of a uh, X's and O's guy. So he needs to hire those kind of guys. And I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it in time for Florida to get turned around. Um, but I do think if they, I mean he is recruiting well and I think that if they gave him some time to turn around he might would be able to but you don't win 3 or 4 games at Florida and just you know get okay for the next year from the fan base. I it, it just doesn't happen that way. And it feels like the the
0: old adage of like giving a coach time that just doesn't really exist in the SEC anymore. No, nah, uh, and when it I'm has not. existed, it's been pretty good. I mean, uh, Saban, he's been all right. Mark Stoops, like that, that's a better example.
1: He, he's had some time, yeah. and he's been well. Mark Stoops is the appetizer. prime example. Saban uh, was bad for one year. <laughs> yeah, correct. So that's so, not a great example. But Mark Stoops example. is a
0: great example. Clark Lee at Vanderbilt is going to be a good example. He's going to have them roll
1: in. Um, yeah, yeah, but we're you, talking. You gotta give them time tier 2 teams i think they're willing to do it but if you're i mean if you're florida you, you it's a good especially play. once we get into this 12 team playoff era of where everyone's going to feel like they should be in it and once yeah. you miss that a few years in a row and you can't even be a top 3 sec team and get into that caliber of, of, of the 12 team playoff i think that's going to be a coaches heads are going to be cut off left and right I agree. I hear a lot of that at SEC media
0: days. A lot of the coaches were talking about a uh, having a preseason game against another team. And the idea of that cracks me up because I can see a Florida playing like a preseason spring game against, you know, southwestern Florida state random school right i mean I don't right. know that school exists made them up and then they lose in the spring game and then a the coach gets fired because of the preseason game
1: <laughs> so i don't know why these coaches are asking for this because that's exactly yeah. what would happen i don't know i i would just i don't see why they wouldn't rather just go up against their own guys i mean that's yeah i mean that's george's whole motto iron sharpens iron you know i are Michael Williams came out just last week. He said, I, "I get to go up against the best offensive line in the country every single day." So, yeah, I'm getting better.
0: It's yeah, um, good when you have all the iron, right? Iron <laughs> sharpens iron. Bad. One team has all the iron. Uh, that leaves us with one team left. That's Vanderbilt. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this one if you don't mind, Tuck, and I'm gonna call my shot here too. The Vanderbilt over under is three and a half. I think Vanderbilt covers that the first four weeks of the season
1: you think they beat wake
0: mike drop i've got vanderbilt beating hawaii pretty comfortably i've got them beating alabama a&m pretty comfortably i think wake forest they were good last year but they're losing sam hartman they're going to break in a new quarterback i think vanderbilt's defense is going to be a strength this year i've got vandy upsetting wake forest they're going to be dogs i'm I'm typically going to take the SEC team over the ACC team, but I've got them beating Wake Forest away. And then I've got them beating UNLV away. I've got them starting four in O-Tuck, and tuck And we don't even need
1: to talk about the rest because the over is three and a half. They're there over. Yeah. That's four right there. <laughs> so I do have on oh mine. I I got them over as well. I mean, I think Hawaii, Alabama, a and UNLV should be automatic wins for Vandy. Um, the Hawaii line's out already. They're favored by 17 points. I mean, that. That's as much of a gimme win as, as anything. Uh, and then, yeah, like you, we've got these Wake, Wake Forest game. I, I, I've i got them losing, but then they're playing Missouri and Florida. And I just, I have them winning one of those two games. Um, I'm not sure which one it is, but I, They've got a bye right before Missouri, I, and they've got the week zero game, which is kind of helping them rev up a little quicker, I think. And so, you know, I, I just see that Missouri or that Florida game being um, that being a win for Vandy. Uh, so I've got them over as well, even though I hate agreeing with you on every single team in the SEC East, but hopefully we've got sound reasoning for it so that everyone doesn't tune up tune off
0: i love it <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious when we go uh
1: <laughs> oh for seven
0: yeah the you over unders oh for 14 is a a two-man group that'll be great.
1: right we're, we're gonna we're gonna get just immediately taken off the air and oh, i like it
0: <laughs> our friends who've taken our advice are gonna be
1: not happy with us Love or maybe it. next year everyone will just fade us and, and, and win a bunch of money. So, you know, that's, that's one way to look at it. That's uh, a good point. You can roll with us, the big SEC
0: guys, or you can go against us. Both strategies could be profitable. That's an excellent point. That, there, there's, some, there's money to be made out there. Well, that's the SEC East Tuck. We're getting close. Next time we talk, Vandy's going to have beaten Hawaii. We're going to be getting ready for week one we're gonna be getting ready for college game day baby usc versus unc can't wait can that's wait. right i can't wait either Love it. of all right tuck we'll talk soon all righty thank you for listening to big sec guys that's it that's the episode the end